Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron, and thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Guys, I'm sorry it's been so long. However, it took me a while to get this podcast uh, actually together for you guys. So uh, at any point, I don't want you guys to think, oh, you know, he left us out for dead or whatever. No, I have not done that. Um, what I have done is come up with some pretty amazing podcasts. Uh, I've actually tried trying something new going forward in the future. I'm going to be doing some Zoom calls uh, to see how they work out. Um, I may put them all in there, uh, kind of like with a prerequisite of, hey, it's on Zoom and not in person. Um, as as most of my more loyal listeners uh, know at this point that that's the preferred method for me is in person. Uh, I just, I'm a huge fan of body language. I'm a huge fan of reading other people. And personally, I really like being in the same room uh, with somebody else and, and really having that conversation. So um, I'm going to try it out. Uh, I, I will give a shout out uh, at, at that time when that time comes on where I found uh, all of these guests and stuff like that. But today is just kind of uh, a, hey, how are you? Uh, I like to keep these, uh, the intros to five minutes and the outros to five minutes, um, so don't expect it to go any longer than that. Um, and if I'm going to make it go any longer, it's going to be at the end, so don't even worry about that. But um, let's just cover some stuff real quick. So uh, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com, that's where you guys can go check it out. You guys have been outrageously supportive of going on and uh, reviewing and, rank and, and rating me on iTunes. Uh, we just recently hit, I think, 49 or 50 reviews uh, all five stars so thank you guys for that uh on itunes and subscriber numbers have been up so thank you guys for sharing that kind of stuff out um been tremendously uh appreciative of that and you guys by doing all this keeps helping me get more guests on the show and and people interested in stuff like that um so i'm gonna be growing out a whole new um not series of podcasts but um going to be restructuring it a little differently not the podcast for you guys but the podcast for me to be in person with the with them um also we have the youtube channel if you just search brutally honest podcast it'll come up it's going to be uh myself and then the other guest sitting across from each other and from there we're going to you know we just have our conversation but you can go on youtube you can go check that out um I'm also now a part of the Rude Rangers TV series, so if you have a Roku and you want to go check it out, those will be coming up in the near future. I have to get him the videos, and I shoot my own videos, so I apologize. Also, I'm a little under the weather, so uh, just more of my voice than anything. But that's pretty much it. I don't really have any sponsors today. Um, this is just a intro to uh, actually a past guest for making this possible. Uh, his name is Tommy. He owns a company called uh, The Lifestyle Magazine over in Patchogue. And in there, uh, I am a sponsor of the magazine, but also he had a launch party uh, for all the people that sponsored him. And I ended up doing a podcast in the back. So that is what this show is. Uh, I have Paul Pontieri, uh, the mayor. I have um, a gentleman by the name of Dick, who is the owner of the Ore House in Patchogue. I have um, a real realtor on there, and I also have the director of the Patchogue Theater on there. Uh, I can't remember their names. I apologize at this moment, but you will see them in the title. That's why you clicked here. Um, I did my best to get the best bios for them uh, without making them too wordy, just super, something super simple to capture, but I just want to give you guys a heads up of that's where this podcast was. It was in a very loud room, so I did my absolute best to cut out the audio to the best of my ability, and now you guys get to enjoy it. Um, the conversations are really good. I'm going to be following up with all these people, and they're going to be doing uh, their own shows separately on the podcast, but that's where we're at for that kind of stuff. And then that's pretty much it. So without any further ado, please welcome my four guests from the Patchogue Lifestyle Magazine party. Enjoy. into a place and they had this big thing with a picture of you sitting out in the middle of the street. Sure. <laughs> you, you say to yourself, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> oh, for the picture? <laughs> yeah, oh. For the picture, for a, any of this stuff. You, know, you do what I've done for 16 years. Sure. Nothing ever surprised me. How'd you, you get into this? Because this isn't, I feel like this isn't a job that people just wake up and say, this is what I want to do. In 1986, I was mowing my lawn. The mayor at the time lived down the block. Okay. And he asked me if I wanted to get involved in, in the village. 
and he said they were having the interviews at Reese's. Okay. And I figured, I go for the interview. If nothing works out, I'll get a beer on the way out. That's the way to think about it. You know, so let's, in fact, I think I had a beer on the way in, too. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, and I ended up being appointed a trustee in 1986. Very cool. You know, I sat on a board for eight years, lost an election. Sat down for a little while, did nothing. Seven years later, there was an open seat as a trustee. Didn't like what I saw around the village I grew up in. Sure. And, uh. Ran for trustee again, became a trustee. Two years later, I'm sitting where I'm sitting. Sixteen years later, here I am. I like it. So you grew up in Patchogue all your life? My whole life. Yeah. Your whole life, never left. Uh, left for a couple of years to go to school. Left for a co- when I realized how much I appreciated Patchogue is I lived up in Middle Island for okay. a couple of years, and the first weekend I was there, I, I went to a local deli. Picked up a cup of coffee and a newspaper. Got in my car and realized I didn't know where to go. Oh. And I ended up down at the end of the mascot dock in Patchogue. Back in Patchogue. <laughs> doing what the only I place did. you knew where to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we stayed there for a few years. And I just said, my wife and I, it's a great house. Good friends around there. But I grew up in Patchogue. That's, That's awesome. My, my mother had seven brothers and sisters. My father had the same thing. Sure. I got 50-odd first cousins floating around town. So so what went wrong? What did you think you could have done better when you became that trustee that you didn't like was happening, that you said, you know what, I'm going to step up and do this? Because that's pretty uncommon. When I lost the election in 94, I'm one of these people that believe if you're in the mix... The only way you can complain is if you're in the mix. Sure. You just can't stand out on a street corner and, and bitch sure. about things and expect them to change. Just sure. you got to put your hat in the game. You know, you yeah. got to put the skin in the game. That's exactly what it was. Sure. And there had been a change of administrations. There wasn't a lot going on. Uh, Patrick's parking problem was it had too many empty spaces. Sure. Uh, it just, there was an appointment of a couple of trustees during that point in time that I didn't agree with their positions. Sure. So you, you get back in. Fair and, enough. And, you know, I like competition. I like the idea of moving forward with ideas. Sure. And and I thought I could do the job. Absolutely. Never, it was never one of these things for me that I'd always wanted to do. Fair enough. Yeah, you did it out of necessity. Yeah. You saw something that needed to be done. And the timing was perfect, too. Sure. I had been, just a little background, I had been a principal for BOCES at one time, school for the severely emotionally disturbed. Maybe that's why I took this job, because I learned <laughs> from these crazy kids what it means to be crazy. Dealing crazy kids yeah. and crazy adults. <laughs> I left education when I was 36, 37. Board of business. Okay. Ran a hundred odd trucks in and out of Manhattan as a messenger courier business. Wow. Okay. A localized Federal Express. That industry's changed sure. drastically with, you know, um, emails and the, the uh, print print programs. And it was time to leave it. Sold it while we still had a shirt on. Ended up at Bellport High School as an assistant principal. Sure. Best job I ever had. Bellport High School principal, assistant principal. Assistant, best job I ever had. Really? In fact, if, if you ever watched The Fan with Boomer and Geo. Sure. Greg Giannotti, Geo, sure. was at Bellport when I was there. <laughs> so two weeks ago, I went to the brewery. That's when I, so when, cool. Yeah. But, uh, and at that point, and I, re- I was re- I retired from Bellport in, in 2003. And the only reason I retired, sometimes retirement is purely math. Sure. It, it's... For some way, people, yeah. For me, it was it was about the medical benefits were going to change. It was just a whole series of things that said, if I wait longer, I'm going to lose out on certain things. Sure. And that was in 2003. 2004, the selection came up for oh. mayor. Why not? I had to have a place to go. Sure. You know, so you've yeah. been mayor for how many years? 16 years. Six years. Oh, Six, so no, you've been... 16. 16. Oh, my God. 16 years. Yeah. So... For, for people that are listening that don't know, what what did you see in Patchogue to say we could we could take it to the next level? We could make it 
the number one nightlife spot on Long Island. It could be the next up and coming place after Patchogue, after Huntington. I mean, uh, after Port Jeff, after Huntington, after Babylon. Like, why here? Like, because I knew what it was when, okay. I, when I grew up. Where we're sitting here at Art Space, across the street was the Rialto Theater. Next to the Rialto Theater was Johnny's Luncheonette, a luncheonette sure. that my father and my uncle ran. <laughs> You walk up the block, there was a J.C. Penney's. You walked sure. around the corner, you had Sweezy's department store, you had Beehive, you had W.T. Grants, you had a Woolworth. Sure. That this was a vibrant, active community. Sure. Supported by the community. Fair enough. And we had the infrastructure. Sure. We had we have sewers, our own. Got to have it to, to make this happen. The single thing I knew is that what made Patchfield work then, when I grew up, with the amount of people on the street, sure. the people in the community that supported it. And that the only way you're going to put feet back on the street like Patchogue is to build around it. Yeah, yeah. We have 650 residential units that you can walk, new ones. Sure. Apartments and townhouses that walk into the village. Oh, yeah. And, and since 2004 till now, We've had 600, almost 700 million dollars worth of new construction, and much of that housing. Sure, bringing people in. It's bringing in. Now all of a sudden, you put 80 units across the street. They start walking uptown. Art space comes in. Sure. And art space was brought here, and whatever people want to say about the former county executive Steve Levy. Sure. Patrick doesn't happen without his support. In those those early years, sure, for, for funding support and just the support of the county, he brings he uh, introduces us to art space. Sure, we introduce art space to the Patrick Theater. Oh, it's incredible! So now you got the Patrick Theater, the performing arts. We needed a dance partner for the performing arts, which was is the fine arts, which sure. is art space and what what we see here tonight. Absolutely, the it's arts beautiful council. Here. That you marry those two together. Art Space initially wanted to go to Riverhead. Okay. Riverhead wasn't responding to him. And I, I sent him emails. Sure. Art Space. I sent flowers to the vice president. Anything to get attention. And they, they <laughs> finally came back, and we came up with this property. And now we have Art Space. So now we've, we've gone from being a community that grew up on dry retail, you know. Sure. You know. Yeah, back in the day, it was all. Day, all retail. All retail. Not the worst thing in the world. No, but we still had some anchor stores. Sure. You had Blum's. Yep. You had 90 years. Yeah, that's incredible. Stanley's Furniture, 75, 80 years. Yep. Uh, the Colony Shop. So, so we had we had some structure. And then Tritech shows up. And uh, initially, they were looking at a different piece of property down on the river. Too many environmental issues. They, they walked away from it. But, and this... Gentleman has passed since then. It's David Sloan, a an attorney, local land use attorney, and a friend. And he he brings them in, and he says to me on the way out, he goes, "Hey, Pontieri, they got thirty million dollars in their pocket. Don't let them leave." So I brought him uptown. <laughs> <laughs> and a hundred make them spend that money here. But and that money turned into one hundred and ten million. That and so the tri-tech development. And it's that kind of investment. Once people see investment, it becomes contagious. Sure. You know, down the end of South Ocean, there were two boarding and rooming houses. And we got somebody to come in, buy those properties. We ran a sewer line and six, 62 quality upgrade townhouses. Sure. We're in a place where you had two boarding houses. So it was a matter of the property where the 80 across the street it was five acres with 20 properties, eight of them being large, degraded multifamilies. Sure. But about the multifamilies, we didn't put people out on the street. We, we hired a real estate agent. The Long Island Housing Partnership came in and found places for all of those people to live. Sure. So They're probably better suited for them anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Of quality. And now you could, you could build things local to the town. You could charge a premium price and... Start to bring in some fresh blood. Yeah, so, so it really has been. And right now, you know, the average agent in Suffolk County is 42. The average agent in Patrick is 35. 
It's impressive. Honestly, you know, uh, I'm not all that old, but, um, you know, I, I do remember. I have, I have pretty good memory of being a young kid and going through Patchogue, and it was all retail, you know. Yeah. And it was, and just to see the transformation year after year, new companies, you know, new businesses coming in, you know, people closing up shop to go somewhere else to bring in new business and fresh blood, and now it's the hottest spot on the island. Well, you know, Blue Point Brewery. Sure. On every can, like the cans we have right in front of us, it says Patchogue. Sure. Absolutely. You know, someplace on that can it says Brew, you know, Patchogue, New York. Should say, uh, it should only say Patchogue because you know it started in Patchogue, but I guess the idea found it in Blue Point. But that's it, though. But it's on can, every can. Art Space has 55 of these, from Honolulu to Miami to Patchogue. So when they when they put stuff out, it it has Patchogue in it. Anheuser Busch when they put out their corporate information, sure. they list their breweries. They sure. Patchogue. I love it. And it they if in the morning if you ever watch the Boomer and Geo show, I mentioned it earlier. Geo always has a, a great Apache T-shirt on. Sure. So it's it's been fun to watch us grow. You know, we weren't afraid to make decisions. Yeah, that, no, you, you can't. You can't be afraid to make decisions at that point. Yeah. You know, you, it's just. What do they say? There are only three kinds of decisions: right decisions, wrong decisions, and no decisions. The only one that gets you in trouble is a no decision. Yes, that is the only the one. The most true statement. Yeah. Paul, thanks for hanging out with me, man. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, th- this is great. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Right, thanks for coming down, man. I appreciate it. You got it. All right, so to start this off, state your name and uh, your social security number for the world. All right, just a name. Just a name. Just a name. Richard Blakesley. So, uh, so tell people what you do because I think that um, you bring something very unique to the town or to the village, I should say. Yeah. Um, and and the people don't know yet, so I guess tell them what you do. Well, first and foremost, I'm a lifelong resident of the village. My great grandfather was a boat builder on the on the Patchogue River. Uh, my family's been on the Patrick River, and, and I've been there my whole life. Um, so that being said, there's a, I have a great passion for the river and, and for the history of the river. Sure. And it is a very historic river. Uh, I remember seeing the, the tankers uh, pulling into the river, Commander L, the Carol Lee, and I'm trying to think what the third one is, but, it's, uh, but there were three tankers that came in. In any event... Um, at one point, you know, in my professional career, and I had always stayed close to home, and I've always been on a boat. Uh, a number of years ago, someone said to me, hey, listen, you know, there's a piece of river, uh, property uh, for sale on the Patrick River. I said, oh, yeah, where? He said, oh, it's down there and told me, off of West Avenue, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I went down and saw it. And I liked it. But, of course, I had no money. I had two little girls. And, uh, you know, you try to buy a piece of property, waterfront property, and uh, it, was, it was difficult. I got to figure out now how we're... So I, I worked it out. I went to the mayor. At that time, it was Steve Keegan was the mayor of Village of Patrick. And I said, uh, Steve, I'm going to buy this piece of property on the Patrick River. And what do you think? I said, what I want to do with it. And he just looked at me and started laughing. He said, what, are you crazy? You're out of your mind. Everybody's running away from that river, and you're buying property on it? I said, yeah, Steve. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I used to come into Marin's Oil Company, sure. and there was, a, there was a soda machine outside, and the bottles used to hang in the cold water, uh-huh. you know, the, the soda bottles. And my friend and I figured out a way to, to, to put to pop the, the tops off the bottles and just drink the, the, the bottles while it's hanging in the water with a straw. So we go there, we got a couple of bottles. <laughs> that's, but, but that's the way it was. I mean, it was, it was, it was uh, you know, we didn't realize at the time how incredible it was going to go be when, as we grow up and we look back uh, on the memories and all. But when this piece of property on West Avenue came, became available, a friend of mine said, hey, there's a piece of property down there, blah, blah, blah. And I, I went down and looked at it. At that time, I was uh, over at Stony Brook University. I was teaching over there at dental school. And um, I, I had two little girls. And I really I had no money. What do I have? I had nothing. I was making work in the state. But I looked at that property, and I came back, and I said, I want to buy it. 
I'm going to I'm going to buy this property. So I just uh, figured out a way. I was, you know, very creative. Borrowed my daughter's communion money. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's, I swear to God. Look, it paid off. It paid it. off. And, and, I, and I was able to buy the property and close on it. And um, it was a, you know, it was a piece of property that was c- littered with junk, derelict boats, cars, everything, all wooded. It was, you know, it was a small house there that was a cottage type of thing. And... Um, there was a bulkhead, but no. There was an old bulkhead, broken down, and there was a little stick dock with uh, locust poles, locust trees that we used for tie-up poles, and that's what I bought. And I followed my dream. I followed my dream, and I started to develop the property little by little, and I, I built a little a little store out of a shed that was a tool shed, and I was selling. Boat soap and brushes and this and that, odds and ends, you know, some candy and blah, 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 blah. And I had a hot, hot dog machine in there. And then little by little, I expanded it and expanded it. And I said, you know what? I think that what we need is some place to go get a hamburger. And in my, my younger years, there was a place at the end of the, uh, on the sand spit uh, that was called uh, Shep's. Okay. And... Uh, Two sisters, Marie and, and Tish, um, Tish Newman, uh, Marie Lagatis, I think it is. Um, they owned that, and it was a, it was a hamburger, sandwiches. It was the hot spot for Patchogue. Sure. All the you know the locals would come down, park, and and then they they'd all go in, come in, and, and it was just just a stand. You could it's not eat in any. You buy, you take out. So I, I said, that's what I want to do. I want to re- replicate that. Sure. And that was what I decided I wanted to do, and I tried. To, I started out to do that. That was my motivation. And um, I, uh, I got started doing it, and I started doing just what I had said, where it was mostly takeout, a little bit of eat in, and all of a sudden I found that there was a there was a need for this. There was a, there was a, there was there were people out there on the river looking for a place to come in with their boats, sure. and and have something to eat, hamburger, sure. hot dog, whatever. And that's how I started. The oil was 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 launched, and that was uh, 34 years ago. Wow. Yep. And um, I just kept working my butt off and doing this. I was working three jobs and and running and working on the and you know, building trying to build the oil it was the only summertime sure, only, sure. and until where I was. And I, then I retired from Stony Brook, I, and so I had more time to d- d- devote to the to, to the oil. Um, but I remember, you know, you know, seeing all the properties along the river. Um, were there waiting for someone to have the vision to take that property sure. and, and develop it to where it is. So I was, I remember the Weeks family was, was they, they, they've been there for years and years and years. So I think they're probably there over a hundred years. Oh and goodness. yeah, and my great, and my grandfather, uh, like I said, was a boat builder. So I have a lot of respect for the, the Weeks family, Brian, Kevin Weeks, Brian Pass. Um, they've been there forever and, and the family. Um, and then long, just to, to the, um, be the south of that, was, it was, at that time was called Phil's Docks. Now it's uh, where, the, where the, the, I'm trying to think what the, the name of the place. Um, well, anyway, now it's expanded. And, sure, uh, anyway, sure. but then it was me. And I just kept building it up and building it up. And little by little, the ore started to catch on and started to become a place to go. Sure. For, for a burger, fries, a hot dog, tuna fish sandwich, BLT. And that's how I started. And, uh, you know, it was, it was part of my passion because when I was young, was younger, I wanted to go to culinary school. And I, I was ready to leave to go to culinary school, and I ended up going, in, going into the dental field and, being, and developed a whole career in dentistry. Sure. So I was following my... My, 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 my love. Incredible, yeah. So, and I still have that love. I still love to get in the kitchen. I still, and they yell at me all the time. God, you don't need to blow it. But I go in the kitchen. I jump on the line. Uh, sometimes I'm not really happy about it. But there are other times <laughs> when I walk away and at the, at the end of it, like I just get me in there, get me in there. I jump in, I walk away, and I feel satisfied. Yes, we did it again. We did it again. And 34 years later, we are, we are. And I'm very proud of the fact that this is a second. Uh, award we've won from Open Table, and uh, 
we are rated number three uh, in the top 100 restaurants in Suffolk County. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that that's is, a, that's significant. I mean, I'm, just, I'm very, very, very proud. Impressive. Yeah. We were we were we were um, we were rated two years ago. Uh, I think it was number two, or in the top ten, anyhow, at any rate, um, of outdoor uh, by open table, sure. uh, outdoor dining restaurants on Long Island. Wow, that's that's, that's significant. Uh, yeah, and you know People I'm very don't realize how no. big Long Island actually is. Yeah, and how many places there are to eat, and it, everything to suit your want. Yep. Eat. Yep. And all I'm doing is following my dream. And, follow, and, and doing what I believe. My father, my father uh, always told me, first and foremost, always treat people the way you want to be treated. And secondly, never forget where you came from. And I've taught my daughters that. I taught my daughters that. And now I'm teaching my grandchildren that. Always treat people the way you want to be treated and never forget where you came from. And I live by that motto. And that's why the mayor and I are still friends because otherwise I would I would have killed him. <laughs> I would have killed them by now because we grew I up together. We've been friends all our lives, <laughs> and we disagree and we fight like hell. But I still love him, sure. and I love his family. His son David is an incredible young man. His, fa- his son David, who um, has a is very very uh, has a very impressive uh, history. Sure. Um, without getting into all his, his military things sure. that he's done, but he, his first job was at the war. Pumping, oh, pumping, cool. pumping gas. <laughs> uh, you know, so I can't. You know, I can't often think I said. I wonder how many. I can't remember. I'd love to be able to figure out how many kids. This was their first job. Oh my when god! They, when they went through there, I mean, it's got to be I don't know, hundreds, the hundreds and it's hundreds. It's got to be in the hundreds. Oh, after 34 years, I'm telling yeah. you. But they, they all. I'd like to say they all come back. Most of them come back, and 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 show up as then they bring their families back. This is my job. This was, and I remember them when they were little. They were young kids, you sure. know. So it's, and they always thank me, you know. Thank you. You would be great to, you know. Yeah, without you. Yeah, but I, you know what? I love the restaurant. I've been in the restaurant industry, I guess technically now for, what, like 12 years or something like that. And the restaurant industry does, in my opinion, two things for you. One, it humbles the heck out of you. And yeah. two, it teaches you work ethic. Yes, and it if you does. If you like work ethic, you ain't going to survive. No. And uh, the way you run the place is incredible. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I've been blessed. Uh, there's Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy's been with me a long time. My, one of my lead bartenders. Sure. And, uh, um, you know, it, it's, it, I don't know. I, I, you know, it, 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 it's a, it's a very difficult business. It's tough. It's hard work. It's hard work um, for the management. It's hard work for the staff. Sure. Um, but you know what? You're right. It's very rewarding. Oh, absolutely. At the end of the night, you feel as though you have accomplished something. Sure. And, and the people, you know, we've got a, you know I, I've got a great staff. Some of them have been with me 33. My executive chef, of the 34 years I'm there, he's been with me 33 of them. That's crazy. Laro Garcia, this kid, this kid he's, he's a kid. I can remember. He's, my, he's like my son. Sure. Um, matter of fact, I stood up with him when he got married. But, you know, he... He was been there from the beginning, and he learned. And I had a couple, a lot of great, good chefs that taught him. Sure. And he's like, I'll tell you what, he's gold. Sure. I hope he doesn't hear this because he'll want to raise tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but he is. Aaron Garcia, he's a, he's my number one guy. I love him like a son, and I'll be there for him forever. I don't care whatever oh, he needs. Uh, but and that's the way a lot of my staff is. Sure. They become like family to me. Sure. And um, you know. It, it makes it rewarding for me, and um, I'm very proud of the of the of the, of the you know the the, the the business that we've built, and we're an institution to a lot of families. Because yeah, I was just talking to a young lady out out here, and um, she I remember her when she was about 12 years old, and I said I hadn't and she as she's as she's grown up, we've done her birthday parties, we did her you know we've done. Her engagement party. We're doing this now. We're doing something else. I said, you know, I said, yeah, I remember when you. And she's a beautiful girl. And, and her parents are good friends of mine, the Garupos. And these kids, now they're all grown up. I'm, I'm, I tell you what, I'm starting to feel old. You know, because this, this, you know, 
But it's got to be the most rewarding thing, though. It's it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. And my, you know the fact that my daughter, my younger daughter, Lindsay, is in the business with me, uh, makes it easier for me. She's sure. Yeah, because she's grown up in the business, and uh, she knows exactly uh, what needs to be done. She and I butt heads on occasion, but that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, it's my pleasure. Thank you for thank you for having me stop in. Thank you. I I I gotta go out and 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 torture these people. Yeah, Tommy's and and the mayor. Yeah, come down. Yeah, with the yeah, come down. Great place to sit and have a cocktail. I love it. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, uh, welcome to the launch party. Thank uh, you. Thanks for coming down, and thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking some time out. Thank you for having so, us. I appreciate it. Uh, so, I guess, tell me a little bit about what got you into real estate, uh, you know, especially the local market here, uh, being that I know that you guys had, you know, you have your other office over at Mount Sinai, and, and now you're going to have that office on Main Street, which is tremendous. I yes. I think it's up and coming. So, so why Patchogue as opposed to another town and stuff like that? Well, Patchogue is the place to be, honestly. You know, sure. they, they have so much stuff going on here. A lot of restaurants, a lot of uh, nightlife, daylife. Sure. And I've been, I, I lived, I graduated from Sachem. Sure. Um, in 1997, a little long time ago, just turned 40 last week. Right, congratulations. So getting old, but uh, been in real estate for 15 years, and but been coming to Patchogue for you know for a very long time since I was a kid. My sure. my father used to bring me to the fish market on Main Street, which uh, just recently it. closed, yep, man. Yep. Uh, um, so I, I'm a longtime patron. Uh, a, a quick story: my mom actually told me that when Sweezy's, my mom brought me to Sweezy's when I was a little kid, sure, sure. and. Uh, this is what she tells me. Met little met Mrs. Sweezy's, and she saw me. She's like, "Oh my God, that baby's so cute!" And gave me like a little a little gift when I was a little baby. Sure. So maybe who knows, man? It was meant to be for me to be right here in Patchogue. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that was That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So uh, I guess as a uh, now, are you a broker or are you an agent? So I am an associate broker. Okay. I don't own my own company. I'm with Coldwell Banker, okay. um, residential mortgage. Sure. Uh, the office is in Mount Sinai, sure. but I open my own personal uh, office right on Main Street in Pageant, right That's across amazing, from PSCNG. I love it. Yes, sir. I love it, man. So, I love it. Uh, so why? He, so other than that story, why here? And, and what is what is your goal for this town? Okay. So my goal really is to really, honestly, is to take over the town. But uh, I know a lot of real estate agents won't like that. <laughs> There's going to be a whole lot of angry. Oh, my God. They're going to be real mad. But, yeah, man, listen, I love Patchogue. I've been coming here for a long time. Been, you know, spent a lot of money on these different, sure. different uh you know, restaurants and stuff like that. But I love this town. It's up and coming. They're doing a lot of stuff for the community. Sure. And that's what I want to do. I want to help the community grow it. I want to be able to bring the value to this market and, sure. and, and bring it up, actually. Because the town of Patrick is just amazing, man. Sure. And, and I love it. I fell in love with the people. And that's why I wanted to be here. I actually just sold my house in Holtzville, and I'm looking to buy right here in, in Patrick myself. Man, Thank huge. you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. That's amazing, man. Yes, I love it, man. The, I love uh, it. So where do you want to move? In so, you know, I've been looking at a couple places. Sure. Uh, I was right there, right on the water, right across from the park over nice. there. Um, but uh, someone bought it. Okay. So, uh, you know, they beat me to the punch. But, you know, I'm always into having some income, sure. basically. So I'm looking for a house that has a legal apartment where I can, you know, make some extra money while I'm yeah, living why it. Why, why would you pay a whole mortgage when you can have somebody help you sure. pay your mortgage or pay the whole thing. Look, you know? I, trust me, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I talk about this a lot on my show and there's this separation in um, generations where the older generation is like, I would never want anyone to live in my house. And yes. I'm like, you know, and me grow, you know, now me, it's like, I can't wait to rent out most of my house and be a house whore and uh, bring everybody in and just be like, look, come on in, pay my mortgage, bring me some extra. Why income. not, man? Yeah. Why not? That's the way to do it, man. That's real estate. Yep. You know, yep. leverage. Leverage Absolutely. is the word, man. Leverage is the word. I love it. So, I love and it. so what got you into real estate okay. when you first started? I'll try to make a long story short. So, I graduated high school at 17 years old, never knew what I wanted to do. Sure. So, I worked four jobs. I, I worked, I did security around, sure. you know, Long Island. I worked at World Gym Ronkonkoma, which is now closed. 
I worked at Home Depot in Copeg, and I also worked at UPS in Farmingdale. But I did all four at the same time. Oh, my God. Because, you know, a lot of young kids even now, they don't know what they want to do. And that was me. I wanted to go to college. I tried. I went to Briarcliff, which used to be right here in Patchogue, right? Yep, yep. I took networking and uh, programming. Very cool. Okay. But, you know, I was told, you know, when I'm done and graduate that I would get, you know, then I would pay for school. But after I was done with those first two classes, I had a bill for 3600 I'm like, I can't afford this. I'm done with college. This is <laughs> like, you know, expensive. Yeah, like, you know, that, I'm that was... a bad champagne taste on a, a you know, course I budget. Yes, exactly <laughs> it, man. Like, I, I, so I have no college degree. Okay. And I know some people look at that as good, some people look at that as bad, but I have no college degree. So when I was 24, I, I was working at World Gym still. And this guy came up to me. His name's Ralph Winchu. I'm going to plug him. And uh, he told me, hey, Brendan, man, you should get into real estate. Sure. You know so many people oh. from working at the gym and security and just Absolutely, being around. Yeah. He's like, you would do so good. I'm like, you know, is there money in it? You know, is there a career and blah, blah, blah. So he said, yeah. So I went to BOCES right on Locust Avenue in Oakdale. Sure. And uh, I got my license. I was 24 years old. Wow, BOCES taught real BOCES, yes. I got wow. my license in BOCES, man. Hey, look, I went to BOCES. I love BOCES. I just didn't know they taught real estate. Back then they did. That's crazy. It's crazy, right? That's amazing. And, and at 25, I bought my first house, which is in Holtzville, uh, which I still live now, which I was just telling you that yeah, I sold. Home run, man. At 26, I bought two more in Shirley and in Ronkonkoma. Sure. And then we know in 2008, the market fell. Yep. So, you know. I was a little nervous, man. Sure. I was a little nervous. Yeah, look, I got, hey, yeah, right? It's, it's God's honest truth. It's crazy. It was a rough time for the world. So, it was a rough time for the country, at for least. For everybody. Yeah, it was No, it at was the bad. time, like, if you're in real estate, if somebody breathed, you can get them a house. Yeah. I didn't do the mortgage part. You know, I just found them the house. Yeah. But the mortgage is very easy. It was 106% financing, meaning you get in the house. And they'll pay for your closing costs. You get in there with no Every, money down. Yeah. And it was stated. It was too. So it was too good to be. It true. was too good to be true. You could literally say, "I make three hundred thousand dollars." Like, all right, cool, you're approved. Yeah. That's really what it was. Yep. So that's what happened in two thousand eight. So in two thousand eight, I got rid of the the uh, house in Ronkonkoma. I got rid of the house in Shirley. I have no foreclosures, which you know is just a blessing, really. Um, and then I just had to work that much harder through the recession. Sure. But. My income actually went up through the recession. I believe it. I ended up working with a luxury firm in Nassau, and in 2013 was my best year. Uh, ended up um, making, uh, what was I, uh, rising star of all of Nassau with Long Island Business News. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I was in the first class of the top 40 under 40, or top 30 under 40, whatever, sure. uh, Young Professionals Network, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is going strong right now. Sure. It's awesome. Still going, it's going strong right now. And um, I just knew that that was my calling. I, I got into um, the financial industry as well. Okay. So I got my, my life, health, 6 and 63, all online. God damn. I, I got that through Transamerica and World Financial Group. Uh, I'm sure you guys maybe heard of that, or maybe Ed Milet, if you haven't heard of him, definitely Google him. Ed he's somebody you definitely want to follow online. I know who online. that is. Yes. I don't know why. He's definitely come up on my show before. He, he's amazing. Okay. He's amazing. So, same company. I got my background in that. I built that business up in the next five years, 13 licensed agents. And then I just came back to uh, real estate and started building a team. And that's where Mike came along, my buddy Mike, who I graduated school with. And uh, we have two other agents with us, Asada and Kerry. Sure. And we're just looking to you know, make it happen right here in, in Patrick. I love though. it. Look, this is, if there's a place to have it done. It's right here. It's, it's literally, it's right here. I love it. You know, I love and, it. And, and it, if you can't make it happen right in the town, you got great towns on both sides. Oh, my God. You know, it, it's, it's honestly, you know. I was just telling uh, Dick, it's like you, you have you have the water right here. You have you have New York City an hour an hour and change away. You have yes. literally everything you could possibly want right here in one location. Yes, I mean look, we pay through the nose for it. But God, like it is the best spot. I I love it here. Minus the snow, I. I fucking hate the snow. Yeah, well, snow, I'm not a fan of myself. Yeah, I'm not. A Actually, that's funny you say that because I want to expand into uh, Florida when the when the market gets to the, the cold. There you go. There yeah, I want to go out there, but that's a whole nother. Look, when that time comes, call me. Another thing. South Beach, Miami, to uh, be exact. Just anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere that's not cold. Yes. Almost, like, yes. for it. Oh my God! I'm with you, man. I'm oh, with you. I'm dude, with you on it, that. It's hitting us harder. Right? <laughs> oh my God! I went outside the unhappy. This is bullshit. And so quick. Oh, so quick. It just happens like it that. It literally feels like last week it was 90 and sunny, and now it's 
You know what? I think it was 90s uh, last week. Man, <laughs> no, it's man, been so man, good. It's bad. So that's cool, man. Look, you got a great story behind you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate and, it, man. Uh, look, kill it, man. Thank you. Well, hey, Thank you for having me, bro. Anytime, man. Really, man. This is awesome. What is that? Any closing remarks? Listen, if you guys are looking for a home in Patchogue, I just want to know what your house is worth. Definitely hit me up. I don't know if they'll put my information on here, but my direct line is 631-664-3564. You can email me at mrrealestateNYLI at gmail.com. And uh, it's absolutely free. Come there and let you know what your house is worth in this market, man. Love but it. the market is going crazy. Oh, my it's God. It's the highest market or the seller's market right now. Oh, man. Right now, it's slowed down a little bit. I know. I'm going to call right I'm going to call it a buyer's market. Right? Yeah, I would say it's still a buyer's market. But the sellers right now, if they price their home right, it's going to sell quick, man. Yeah. Between last year and this year, the average days on market is about three to four days less than what it was last year. And but the the average price is higher. I believe it. So it's a great time the to sell. The economy is killing is is killing it right now. Yes. You know what? The economy is killing it. Why not buy houses? Yes, man. Why not? We uh, love real estate. That's it. Love it. That's where the money is. Hey, man, you're thanks, awesome, man. bro. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of the party. You too. Uh, who are you? My name is Gary Heigham. Good, just so the people know, I know. Absolutely. We met 45 seconds ago. <laughs> okay. So, so tell people what you do because I think um, what you do is extremely unique, interesting, and um, would not sound not trying to sound mean, but goes overlooked for the value that you provide. It, it's true. Um, well, what I do is uh, I'm the director of Patchogue Theater. Sure. Uh, my responsibility is. Predominantly to book in acts and set kind of an artistic vision for the theater as a whole. Sure. Um, so, and at Patchog, because, you know, most performing arts centers are different in a way than a lot of other, you know, rock houses or whatnot. Sure. Uh, we are to be, yeah. uh, right, exactly, but we are to be as diverse as we can be and to reflect the community in which we live as much as we can. So, um, Thank you. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting there. I've so, been there three so years now. Three years I've been at, at Patchogue. Just had my third anniversary last month. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. So what, what brought you to Patchogue to do this? There's, I'm sure there's millions of other theaters out there. Why here? Well, uh, I was out at uh, Bay Street Theater okay. uh, for about 20 years uh, producing theater theater, ground up legitimate theater um had toured in rock and roll for about 15 years uh really? and yep with with no see <laughs> um, so i i have a background that that kind of fits both theater and and music and rock and roll sure. um so when this opportunity came up it, it was just time for a change time for a challenge and i jumped at it so it's been really fun been fun now, were you a director at, over at Bay Street, or was it a lateral move over? Uh, it was, no. I was the producing director, so okay. there's an artistic director, sure. an executive director, and then the producing director. Gotcha. So I would set the budgets. I would take every show and bring it to fruition, um, but now I control all of it. Hey, <laughs> so look, that's, that's nice. A that's, that's a good, a good thing. thing. So, uh, <laughs> so do you live in Patchogue? I do not. I live out east in Mattatuck. Very nice, very nice. So, what you do in that theater, I guess, is, in my opinion, super unique, where it's really, you're, like you said, you're getting a really diverse um, group of uh, talent in there. Mm -hmm. What drives you to keep doing this, and what, what do you look for in an act and, and talent and all that kind of stuff? The fun thing is that we are... Uh, I am constantly looking for for new talent, but it's it's trying to figure out the audience that we have and develop new audiences for new and, and um, lots of times new and emerging artists. For instance, we have in the main theater, which is 1,100 seats, that pretty much sticks to main stage comedy, mainstream comedy, mainstream music. We've diversified out to jazz and classical music and some legitimate theater. Sure. Um, 
But then I've created a, a smaller venue called the Loading Dock, which happens on stage. Sure. Uh, 150 people can fit on there, and that's where kind of the fun comes in. Sure. Because then you're bringing to people new artists that have not had the exposure that they deserve. Sure. So that's kind of fun, is to look for those artists sure. uh, and, and those comedians. No, I really look around and listen and, and partner with others that are in touch with a particular segment of the, the popular. For instance, Fresh Brood Sessions, which is a, uh, a group of people that put together uh, a young acoustic music all around this area. That's awesome. That's not who... I don't know that market. I don't know that yeah. audience. I'm not uh, in there seeing all of them. Sure. So I partner with them, and they're bringing in some unbelievable talent yeah, to to the stage. So wow, it's it's cool. kind of fun. You know, tonight at, at this event, sure. the, the young guy that was just playing, I, I'm sorry I don't remember his name, but uh, uh, I'm going to get his card and connect with him. <laughs> he was unbelievable. Yeah, he was great. So, you know, it's kind of fun. You know, I see as much as I can, and uh, I bring as much as I can to Patch Up. Look, I think you bring a lot to the table. So, so where do you foresee... Patchogue going in the future, and where do you see the theater going in the future? As a village, it can, I mean, I think we've just started, the thing that I love about, I'm going to backtrack a little bit, the thing I love about Patchogue is, it was, the revitalization was really started with the arts. Sure. It started with Patchogue Theater, began to grow, then Pack Center came in, yep. it started to grow even more. So it is really a community that was founded on the arts, sure. which is so rare. Yeah, I, I mean, it is. And everywhere yeah, it's yes. And, and I love that the, 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 the village administration uh, loves it and fosters it. We created an, uh, you know, the art space, which is phenomenal sure. space for artists. So, um, so I think it's only going to increase. I think you're going to see more and more galleries, more and more uh, artistic and, and performance venues that are going to pop up around the area. Sure, sure. Uh, and that is in turn going to start to bring in more and more people to the area and it become one of the larger destinations. It already is one of the larger destinations on the island. It, but I, I would say it's probably one of the larger, if not the largest. Yes. I didn't realize how outrageously powerful this town is. And I was, I, I'm pretty sure I was in like deep Nassau County and I was getting on a train. I was going to New York City for, for, um, for a meeting. Like a like late at night, you know, work event, and there was a bunch of people waiting in the trains train to go, you know, east. Or I think they were going to Jamaica to come back down here, whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, like where are you guys going? And they're like, oh, we're going to Patchogue. And I just like I couldn't help but laugh. Yep. You guys are so far away, and you guys are willing to ride the train for an hour and change to get to. Here. Yep. Which, because I grew up right here, you know, I grew up over in Bayport. I've seen it since it was like, not even, I don't even want to say a baby because it's been right. here, but it was just, it was so not known. And now it's just this exploding culture in here. Oh, God. I have nieces and nephews. One is in Brooklyn, one is in Queens. Uh, Where do they go for the weekend? Patchogue. It's it's it is crazy. It, it blows my mind. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, I was up in Port Jeff, and everybody's like, "Oh, we're going to Patchogue," and I'm like, "It's so funny because when I was younger, it, the cool thing was to go to Port Jeff." Right. Exactly. Cool That's where I hung out. Is, you know, now the cool thing is to go to Patchogue. <laughs> I and know. I'm like, this is the weirdest shit ever. It's just you know, the, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it really is like the biggest." You know, if it, it might not be the biggest on paper. But everybody and their mother's coming here. It's oh, so, my God, yeah. It's crazy. It really is crazy. Yeah. So, so as far as you partner with talent, building this culture here, uh, what are you looking to do with the theater? Are you looking to expand it, keep it the same, look for new talent, or, or, or you know, I don't know what the goal is. Constantly. Constantly looking to expand. Constantly looking to do more and more shows. Um, the tricky part about a performing arts center is you've got to develop and find new markets and new audiences for sure. everything. Yeah. One of the things that I'm most passionate about is that the theater needs to reflect the demographics of the community in which we live. Absolutely. So uh, for the first time in 20 some years, there was we had a Hispanic 
uh, celebration for Hispanic History Month. That's um, cool. Yeah, and brought uh, well over a thousand people into the theater. So it's finding those markets, making the theater a, a welcome home for them, uh, and starting to expand and starting to do more and more Latino bands sure. and yeah. Latino music in the theater. Exactly. Why not? Um, so it's just further diversification of who we are and and it's part of our mission to do sure. that By so the way, good job on bringing beer back yes exactly because uh, because <laughs> when i was a younger lad and i found out there was no alcohol there it was not depressing but it was like <laughs> really you know i get chips and soda and a piece of candy and we just got a full liquor license uh, so we're about making, to start uh, that reasonably priced also yeah, big uh, part of our mission thank yeah. you I hate when I see venues that charge ten dollars a beer, twelve dollars a beer. I'm like, guy, you yeah. Know, well, let's go, Gover- you know, let's take governors for example. I'm like, bro, you're in Levittown, you're not in New York City. What are you charging ten dollars a beer for? It's crazy. So, so thank you for that. I you're welcome. We're happy to happy to do it. <laughs> uh, so, what are your, what are your plans for the the winter? What is the next big show coming up that that you want to tell people? Oh about? my God, we've got a yeah. full boat. Uh, literally every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, almost through, uh, right through Christmas, right through January, sure. February, what March. Are the shows? Um, so the the biggest one coming up is uh, actually a jazz show. Really? Um, Chick Corea, Chick okay. Corea, jazz oh, pianist. Chick Corea. Yes. Hell yeah. Um, he will probably be the most celebrated artist I will ever have on that stage. Really? The man has sixty seven Grammy nominations and twenty two. Grammys. That's incredible. To his name, so he's kind of iconic. So that's something I'm I'm sure. kind of proud of. Yeah. Um, there's uh, an unbelievable Zeppelin band coming in called No Quarter because okay. there's always this balance of original artists and and cover bands um, or tribute acts. But this band No Quarter is world touring quite uh-huh. literally, uh, and they focus on what it was like to have a live concert experience of Zeppelin, which everyone else kind of focuses on... Right, an album experience. Um, Vastly different from their live concert. So I had them last year. They sold out. I got two shows coming up of them. They're going to be wonderful. Um, uh, The Ultimate Queen celebration, Mark Martell. Uh, Mark Martell did all the vocals for... Uh, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep, yep. Anything they didn't have, uh, you know, in the can, Mark recorded. So he's coming back. Uh, so really, some exciting things coming up. That's I gotta amazing, say. Man. So thank yeah, you. Right, thanks for doing your job. Well. <laughs> thank you. Being a patron that goes there. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out. Just Nothing tell people to talk. They can find the theater and uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, yeah, uh, patrocktheater.org, um, 71 East Main Street. <laughs> um, check us out, man. In Patrock, of course. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, talk to you soon, man, thanks. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys for listening. So um, that's pretty much it. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It was definitely the most unique thing I've done in a long time for the podcast. Um, Like I said, I have some new podcasts coming up. They're going to be over Zoom. Uh, I'd really like your feedback on that. If you want to give personal feedback, go on BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. Fill out uh, a little contact thing. and Just let me know what your thoughts were on the podcast. This helps me make the podcast better in the future. So the more feedback you guys give me, the better off we are. Um, with all that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. Keep hitting that like button. Keep subscribing. Keep telling people about it. I appreciate all of you guys and everything that you guys do for me. And until then, I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.